This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, February 21st, and today we're here with some All-Star Weekend takeaways some major injury news to react to out of Phoenix that we heard about on Sunday night and a handful of waiver wire pickups to keep in mind as we gear up for the rest of the NBA regular season. I'm joined to do all of this by uh, Steve Alexander. Uh, Steve, before we get into too many specifics, big picture, how was your All-Star weekend? Well, Friday, my, my dream day was everything, everything it was supposed to be. Oh, great. Uh, my golf game on Saturday morning was pretty much broken. Oh, no. Um, played with a guy I've never played with before. Really cool, cool dude. Graduated high school the same year as me. We have the same music things going on. So it was fun being out there. Then the All-Star game, All-Star weeks, All-Star Saturday night, Matt. I kind of kept an yeah. eye on it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over there in the, the corner, corner TV, but I wasn't like dialed in. And then I saw Cat win the three-point, and then I, I knew – from watching what I saw of the dunk contest, that it was a total disaster. I totally expected Obi Toppin to win, so I was kind of glad he won, but I was also kind of glad I didn't spend a lot of time on that. And really, for for the first time in a long time, I felt like the actual All-Star game was better than All-Star weekend. That's That shows you how, how far the dunk contest has fallen. Yeah, well, more details to come on all of the things you just mentioned in a minute, but I think first, we got to hit the big news here. This is... According to a report that came out Sunday evening prior to the All-Star game, I think maybe just the Suns released this news, but Chris Paul is expected to miss six to eight weeks due to an avulsion fracture in his right thumb. He did play in the All-Star game briefly, but he was basically only using his left hand and then got out of there. And so, Steve, as far as fantasy fallout goes, I mean, this is obviously crushing for anyone who has Chris Paul on a roster. I saw a bunch of people adding Aaron Holiday, who the Suns acquired at the deadline. This team also has Alfred Payton. But I think Campaign is likely the guy and the top pickup here. We had a blurb up on NBC Sports Edge. The Suns are expecting him to play on Thursday. He has been out with a right wrist injury for almost a month, Steve, or essentially a month. What are your thoughts on Campaign and this whole situation? Well, I'm with you. I think if he's healthy, Campaign's the way to go. The problem is he he hasn't played in over a month by the time he plays on Thursday. We haven't seen him in a long time. They also had Alfred Payton, like you said. They added Aaron Holiday. So there's mm-hmm. there's quite a few dudes there. Yeah. So it it could end up being a three-way split. But if I was going to bet money on one of those guys to step up and, and take over, it would be campaign, which is which is what he's done every time Chris Paul has missed a game, you know, this season. So but the crazy thing about that, that injury is I almost feel like it it was broken during the all-star game like I, a report probably came out ahead of time but like i had the all-star game because my yeah. the all-star game turned on and chris paul's out there on the court and the reporter was like yeah he's gonna miss six to eight weeks with that thumb injury i'm like so does he get hurt later in the game and then she's like no he's out of there just for a token assist and then uh then we're gonna get him out of there so really weird 
really right. weird situation that that that's, I don't remember big news like that breaking like right as the All Star Games tipping off. It was weird. Yeah, my phone just started blowing up with with Yahoo fantasy alerts of people adding up Aaron Holiday and campaign in a bunch of my fantasy leagues. And as for Cameron Payne, you you do have a fair point. Like the worst case scenario here is really annoying. It's some kind of three way split of the point guard minutes. But I think if you're betting on a guy, if you're betting on a fantasy skill set, I think you have to bet on campaign's skill set because per 36 minutes this year in his 40 games, he's at 18 and a half points, 4.9 rebounds, 6.4 dimes, 1.0 steals, 2.03s. He's 24% rostered as we record this mid afternoon on Monday. So is he going to get 36 minutes? No, probably not most nights. But let's say he's getting 28. You can prorate those numbers a little bit, and you're looking at a pretty solid pickup the rest of the way, even if it's well, well, well short of what Chris Paul provides. You know, Matt, I went in to, to pick up campaign in our draft show league, and last week I burned all four of my all four of my oh, moves no. like right off the bat. And, and yeah. Jared, who is my arch nemesis in that league, was like, way to go, sucker. Now you you got two weeks with uh, no more moves. I hope you, hope oh, you no. enjoy that that ride. And I was like, dude, Yahoo's not going to do me like that. They're not going to make me wait two weeks. They're, they are going to refresh my picks on Monday, yeah. and I'm going to be able to make more moves. Because I, I don't remember it not doing that in the past. So he's like, no, man, you're done. And I was like, I'll bet you a jersey on that. And then this morning, wow. To, make, to to add insult to injury, I go to make my move, and it looks like everything is going to work. I'm, I've got my player pulled up. I click on add, and it's like you have used all wow. your moves. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. So so then oh no, I get a text from Jared. He's like, I would like the town version of the Draymond Green jersey. And I'm like, not only do I have to spend 40 bucks on this dude to get him a shirt, but he wants Draymond Green, of all people? Like, come on, bro. That's not how we do this here. Like, Matt Straub and I get young, up-and-coming, potential superstars. No, uh, Jared wants a guy that's about ready to retire and go into the greatest 76 players of all time. Wow, that is a tough, tough, tough double whammy for you. Really annoyed. But anyways, I think I'm cautiously optimistic about campaign, even though we haven't seen him for a month. And I think we see so many injury injury situations. We were lamenting with Anthony Davis recently. Like, who do you really pick up? There's not a guy. There's not a power forward you can just plug in there on the Lakers or a center to, to replace that. I think here we have a potential solution to at least you get some of the phoenix point guard production back if you're able to add campaign and maybe i guess maybe there's a, a shot it's aaron holiday i just i think i've seen enough of that movie before that i'm leaning toward campaign well i know i'm one of the people that you're making fun of for picking aaron holiday up which is fine but here here's the thing part of, part of what goes into that is that only boston denver detroit phoenix i think that's the whole list man those are the the teams that play three times this week. So I think JaVale McGee is a guy people are going to take a flyer on. I think Aaron Holiday is a guy people are going to take a flyer on. Kelly Olynyk. this looks like a great chance to be let down by him for three games this week. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that was part of the reason I made that move. I just felt like I had to get a, a, some warm flesh and blood into that, into that slot. Yeah, if you missed out on campaign, I think Aaron Holiday is a potential flyer just in case. But... I err on the side of campaign, ending up being the guy, I would guess, 
Other point guard news quickly from Monday. This is according to Shams Trani of The Athletic. The Nets are signing Goran Dragic, which my immediate reaction to this, Steve, was this is a fantastic real-life addition for Brooklyn, but I'm holding off on considering him for a, in terms of being a fantasy factor anytime soon. I mean, he just hasn't played all year, and, and yeah. like there's no way. I mean, he's probably going to have conditioning next to his name for a, for a minute. Yeah, This is a move for the playoffs. This is a move to help get them into the playoffs for when Kyrie's not allowed to play, which is a lot. We just don't know when when or how much he's going to play. So I'm with you. I think it's a it's a nice real-life addition. Now, if, if the Nets are like, hey, we're starting Goran Dragic tonight, I will throw him in a FanDuel you know, DFS lineup and let it rip, but I, I'm not running out there to pick him up. If it gets to that point, if we start to get word that he's going to start the games that Kyrie Irving doesn't play, then I'm at least intrigued in, in him if I have Kyrie Irving or in a league of a certain depth, but otherwise he's off my radar, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, let's just get quickly get to a few All-Star Weekend takeaways. Um, you you brought this up already. The three-point contest was pretty entertaining as a Hawks fan, as a Trey Young, a guy who was wearing a Trey Young All-Star jersey during that performance. It was pretty awesome to see him hit that money ball three to advance to the next round. That was really enjoyable. And uh, quite a show by Carl Anthony Towns, Steve, as you already mentioned. Yes, and do you have is, – is it a new, like, authentic – Trey Young All-Star jersey? It's the 2021. It's that blue one behind me. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's quite an, quite an investment. And, you know, I was there. I was watching with a friend and my my kid and his kid, and and all the kids were super pumped when Trey hit the three. It was, like, it was as if he'd hit, like, a game-winning shot. So that was a pretty awesome moment. I was happy to see him advance to the next round. But, man, Carl Anthony Towns really put that thing to bed quickly. Yeah, he went on, he went on a tear, and, and Trey was good. I, I, if I was betting, I, I would have bet Trey to win. But I'm, I was glad Trey had a good showing, and I'm glad that the, the three-point contest hasn't totally uh, lost all of its luster. No way. That's too pure, Steve. There's, there's no... That will that I don't think that'll ever lose its luster. It's just a great event. And by the way, I thought that the revamped skills skills challenge. I don't know if you caught any of that. Was pretty entertaining. It turned into a multi. I think that was the, a new addition this year, like a multi stage event with passing. The, the passing was different. Moving targets, three guys going at once. The rookie team of Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham, and I think who was the third guy? Oh man, I don't remember, but. They had an incredible like three man weave going because you couldn't pass at the same target two times in a row. So they were like they had this incredibly choreographed three man weave passing jumping between targets. So that was actually pretty entertaining to watch as well. Well, and the the Giannis family, right? Like mm-hmm. the most competitive mm-hmm. family in the history of families, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all out there running around together doing their thing. Like it was. Yeah, I, it was that was entertaining. I, I thought that event also has maybe it was probably improved this year. I think more people were I think so had fun with with the skills challenge than they have in the past. I agree with that. And look, the dunk contest was horrific. It was it was uh, very very bad as we've already alluded to. I don't know if there's anything else to say about it really. I, I would almost be inclined to just move to the game itself. Uh, and and what stood out to you? What stood out to you there? Well, first of all, my son, he really doesn't sit down and watch basketball games. He watches highlights on YouTube. And like, I'll be like, hey, did you see that mm-hmm. whatever dunk last night? He'd be like, oh, yeah, I caught it. But for some reason, for the, the actual All-Star game last night, he was he sat down, he's dialed in. He's like, Dad, let's watch the All-Star game. I was like, oh, I'll, 
okay, this is new. Because I'm usually, I usually yeah. watch it out of the corner of my eye. But I, I kind of sort of watched most of it last night. And when I saw they did all the, the 75 player introductions at the beginning, I rewound it and we watched all those because those are. Yeah, they did that at halftime. It was the longest halftime in the history yeah, that of was halftime. Like my, most of those guys are from my era. A lot of those guys are the guys who give me their shoes and whatnot. So I wanted to see some of that. And that was, that was pretty cool. And then. Steph Curry just catching fire, shooting threes. My son was just like, oh, like mind blown. And and like Reggie Miller was like, man, I got to tell my eight-year-old that this isn't normal. Because now, you know, it's already ridiculous, these kids coming out and just emulating these guys that shoot these bombs. And, and yeah. now that was on the national stage again. So it's, it's going to be another year of, of way beyond the art three-point shooting for children, Matt. I mean, 16 three-pointers. It was just a, a mind-blowing performance. He had he had like the one from like almost half court where he shot it and turned and ran back immediately. Like the second it left its hand, he turned and didn't even look at it. He did it again from the corner where he turned and looked at some fans in the front row and was like, did that go in? The kids did, did it go did in. One, did that one go <laughs> in? Uh, it was just amazing stuff. By the way, I think that the best dunks that happened of the entire weekend were arguably John Morant's alley-oop catches from Trey Young. He had the reverse, the two-hand reverse, and then the like 360. Those were way better than anything that happened in the actual dunk contest, and those happened in an All-Star game. Well, and I thought that one where he caught that that reverse dunk over his head and his head was up at the rim, yeah. was, that was pretty cool. And Joel Embiid threw down a little seven-foot man mm-hmm. windmill mm-hmm. that – was as good as anything we saw in the dunk contest, I think. So maybe they should just make the dunk contest the best dunk in the All-Star game. Yeah. Yeah, it's I not mean, a bad idea. Really? By the way, can we... I think we need to outlaw, like, a standard layup. A standard layup in the All-Star game should not... should count for one point. I mean, every Devin Booker going, layup... Are you... Every Devin Booker basic driving layup I saw in the game, like, a small piece of me died. I was just agonizing stuff are you going after luca right there is that is that a shot at my guy no that i it was mainly a i i feel like i saw devin booker do it more than anyone but i i did also see trey young do it at one point like trey young the entire game looked like he was not going to shoot a layup he understood no one wants to see that and so he only was shooting threes and passing which yeah he gets it but then he did uh he did drive in for a layup. LeBron laid one up on the fast break. That was bad. I mean, he had that weird thing where I think he was going to try alley oop it to himself, and then he he got confused as to what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, Luca had a breakaway, and my son stood up. He's like, "Dad, he's going to dunk," and then he, he laid it in because he he got <laughs> tripped up on the way there or whatever. But yeah, Trey also tried to throw one off the backboard to himself and like hit the rim. I mean, there were some definite low lights as well throughout that game. Oh, there were, there were for sure. And it, I mean, it was an all-star game. And I kind of like what Nikola Jokic said after the game. They're like, do you like playing in all-star games? He's like, no. He's like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Like, yeah. how do they decide who gets to be MVP? And who? how do they decide that Luke is going to be the last man off the bench and play the least minutes and that the LeBron James is going to be the man this year? Or, or, like, I don't know how they – Steph Curry. This is Steph Curry's night. I guess maybe they just wait till the first quarter is over and figure it out. But I mean, that something like the Steph Curry thing, I would argue, kind of takes care of itself once he starts hitting threes like that. <laughs> there was a point where he absolutely had to be the next guy shooting. You're right. You're right. And 
By the way, that LeBron game winner, the last thing I have about the game was just absurd. Crazy one foot, step back, fall away. That was pretty cool. And that, the Elam ending is is awesome for the All-Star game. It, it adds so much. I did not think that that shot was going in. No, it was way left. So and it was in what in Cleveland like it was it was, it was there. There's plenty of like to uh, to like about All Star Weekend this year. I think more yeah, I so than it. in the past. But man, it, it's it's it really is a sad state of affairs because there was literally nothing I got more fired up and amped up about from 1983 to 1990 than the dunk contest. And yeah, I feel like that's sort of been taken away from us. All right, on that note, we have more to hit, including a few names to keep in mind off of your fantasy waiver wires at the start of this week. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you an NBA midseason offer. Get 20% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout February when you use promo code STU20. Finish your fantasy regular season strong at one low price. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. Use promo code STU20 at checkout to save today. Also, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. We're highlighting matchups between the Celtics and Nets, Hawks and Bulls, and Cavaliers and Pistons. Due to the All-Star break, by the way, this week's contest will be on Thursday. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Steve, I was checking the waiver wire. No, I was just checking the waiver wire. I was going to say something else, but just the waiver wire. It's funny. I think a lot of fantasy managers seem to have taken the All-Star break off because a lot of the percentages we were talking about on Friday have only adjusted a tiny bit. So in a way, that's a good thing for if you're a fantasy manager because the opportunity is still there to add some of these guys. And I will remind people once again about Denny Avdia, who is 20% rostered. Last five games, 12.4 points, 7.4 rebounds, two assists per game, a steal, 0.8 blocks, 1.4 threes in 31 minutes, Steve. Yeah, Matt, I might be one of those managers who took took All-Star Weekend off. Yeah. Like, you, I don't have that Kobe killer instinct in fantasy that I used to have. Like, I'm laying there on my bed. <laughs> Chris Paul comes out with a black glove on his hand. He's he's going to miss six to eight weeks. And, and something in my head was like, oh, run, run, go get Cameron Payne. And I just laid there. I didn't even think about moving. 
even this morning, I'm like, eh, they don't start up again till Thursday. I burned all my moves in half these leagues. Like, I'll just deal. I'm gonna deal with all of this come Thursday morning. So, yeah, I'm 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 one of those, and I'm I'm Denny is probably sitting there, uh, sitting there on my on my waiver wire, and you know Washington's schedule is great the rest of the way. They go they go two games this week, but then it's just a three three four 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 grand finale, and that's that's pretty good. So, yeah, go get you some. Some Danny Abdio. I'm 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 back on board. I'm back on board. Okay. Nice. I'm worried, by the way, about your fight or flight instinct if you actually need it, Steve. That voice in your head's like, Ron, come on, get out of here. You gotta go. The house is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Guys, just go. Well it's, it's just I can tell you that the smoke alarm went off yesterday when my wife was in the kitchen and I did I jumped and started I moved pretty quick. <laughs> You sure Michael we Scott, okay. you Michael Scott ran out of there. Yeah, I did. Michael Scott it out of there. All right. Yeah. So as for Abdi, I mean, one thing we should note is Porzingis is Kristaps Porzingis' Wizards debut reportedly could be soon after the break. But I'm still rolling the dice on Abdi holding value even when Porzingis returns. I'm okay with that. I I don't know how much they're going to play Kristaps Porzingis if they play him at all, but. Even if even if he plays, I, I think Denny still has a chance to have some 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 value. I mean, we've been waiting all year, Matt. We've been waiting for the Denny breakout all year, and we've got about six weeks left. So it's now or never, Denny. Yeah, come on, buddy. All right, Jackson Hayes is I think was twenty five percent rostered on Friday when we last talked about him. It's twenty eight percent now. Just a reminder: the Pelicans bench Devonte Graham before the break. We don't know if that move is going to stick, but if it does, it offers Hayes the chance to start in a big lineup. Average 15 points per game his last three games before the break, including 18 points and six rebounds. The Pelicans' final game before the break. Steve, I'm adding him wherever I can and just uh, hoping that this big lineup is the move for now. Yeah, I'm in on Jackson Hayes, and uh, you are not going to see Zion Williamson walk through that door and ruin him this year. So he should be good to go, I would think, I hope. We also talked about Maxi Kleber on Friday, still rostered in only 35% of leagues. He went into a break, into the break, I should say, on two big games in a row, 19 points and 20 points in back-to-back games. He had a five-block game there. So a notoriously inconsistent guy, as we've talked about a lot, but I am on board with adding him if he's still out there and uh, just hope that he can more or less keep it going. I think he might be fun Maxi the rest of the way. I, oh, I'm, wow. I've got a feeling it's going to be... Uh, I actually picked Maxi Kleber up in a league where I had to drop. I needed a big man. So I I went and I think I got rid of uh, what's his face, the Washington center that has let me down over and over and over again. Thomas Bryant? Thomas Bryant, Indiana University product. And I went out and picked up Jaden McDaniels and Max, Maxi Kleber. So see what happens. All right, your guy Poku still holding steady at 15% rostered. Basically, no one has picked him up the last few days. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 2 threes in his last game, though, Steve. Do you want to make another impassioned bid for people to pick up Poku for you? You know, I'm my passion level for Poku is it's waning. I I still oh, wow. I've still got him on all those rosters though. I'm not okay. I'm not letting him go. Okay. He, he plays two games this week, but then Next week, with that four-game week coming up and prime silly season upon us, mm-hmm. I am excited about what Poku may bring to the table. 
And I think the last time we saw Poku, what was it that 10 point, 10 rebound, two block, two steal game? Two block, two, three, four assist. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm, I, he should he should be rostered in more leagues. You guys are, are sleeping on this one. Had I had I actually won my bet with Jared, I would have a Poku jersey in the mail. But as it wow. stands now, I'm I'm sending out a Draymond Green jersey. That's just crushing. That's crushing all around. Last name I think I want to mention is Dante DiVincenzo. Again, these are all guys we mentioned on Friday, but I I brought these names up because I think they're worth being reminded about Dante DiVincenzo, 14% rostered. Since joining the Kings, he has a five-steal game, and he has two five-assist games in his three games in Sacramento. So, intrigue, serviceableness, Steve. Dante DiVincenzo, yes. I, I'm i surprised that it seems that he's going to be fine in Sacramento because there's so many guys that he has to compete with, but... Mm-hmm. Apparently they want him to succeed. They want him to, they want to showcase him and and let him have fun the last month and a half of the season. So uh, I'm fine with picking up DiVincenzo. It looks like he's been actually set free kind of. Last name. This is not a name that I'm adding anywhere. This is a deep league watch list situation. Keep your eyes on CJ Ellaby. This is a guy who we were both intrigued by a couple weeks ago. I bring it up because the last five games, he's gotten 33 minutes a game. The production has not been very good. We're talking about seven points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 2.6 dimes, 0.6 steals, 0.5 blocks, I believe, and 0.63s. But he's 1% rostered in Yahoo. And as I said, 33 minutes a game in his last five games leading up to the break. So in a deeper league, keep him on your radar. Matt, you had said before that that we were going to speak of the, the last name you had to bring up. Uh, which is wow, Dante yeah, DiVincenzo. So you know, naturally, as a, as a Ron Burgundy protege would do, I completely checked out and moved on and started typing, having a little dialogue with I Love Monorails over here in the chat room. I have no idea uh, what player you just rattled off all those. I was talking about CJ Ellaby, your guy, CJ Ellaby. No- of the Portland Trailblazers, of course. Yeah. Yes. You know, we... Deep League. Deep League watch list. We used to call this podcast the... Uh, serviceable and intriguing podcast. And he certainly is intriguing and he has been serviceable. I'm fine with, uh, I'm fine with LB. All right. Any final thoughts? I like Any it. final thoughts from you before you get back to your chatting in the chat? Oh, I love monorails. We're getting ready to go play golf uh, later this afternoon. We're, we're now best friends. Oh, nice. uh, no, I, uh, nice. I actually, they were just asking if we were going to talk about Gordon Dragic, Matt, over there in the chat room. I was like, and we did. And I got in there, and as you said, CJ Ellaby, I was typing, we already talked about Goran Dragic. And then I came back, gotcha, snapped back into reality and, and had to be had to be told what we were talking about. You know, this is why um, my grade point average in high school was so horrific. I cannot do two things at once. Cannot multitask. No. It's true. Cannot. It's true. When we tried to put you on schedule duty and comments duty, it's just oh, you, you fell apart. Chaos. Both one of, They both suffered. Both suffer. Deer in headlights. All right. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We will be here Tuesday through Friday the rest of the week as we ramp back up into actual regular season NBA basketball. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live with us at a slightly different start time on this Monday. And uh, Steve, thank you to you, sir. I shall uh, be talking to you very soon. Yeah, let's do it. Bye.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.